3-7-8-2-5. Says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to marry. Practical. Theology of the body based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Parenting with Grace. We're talking about, well, parenting, obviously. And uh, the fact is that parenting is hard work at any age or stage, whether you're talking about littles or adult kids. We are asking you to call in with your questions about parenting and family life because we want to help make your job a little bit easier. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. I think that, that we all know that parenting is the toughest thing we can do. You know, And then, then we add the fact that we want to be faithful parents, Christian parents, Catholic parents. And boy, that just comes with so much more stuff, doesn't it? It comes with... Helping them understand their faith. Helping them understand how living a Catholic or Christian life is different than how everybody else in the world is living, especially these days. Helping them really have a real relationship with God, a personal relationship with Him. That's a lot to add on to making sure they eat their food and making sure that they don't beat each other up and making sure they're respectful to you and making sure they get to school on time and get their homework done and do basic personal hygiene. Parenting is a lot. And so every parent needs a little help and a lot of grace every single day. Let us do that for you today to connect you with God's grace and answer those questions that will tweak your parenting and make your life a little easier. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You know, whether it's that you're struggling to respond to a particular parenting dilemma or dealing with littles or adult kids, Mm -hmm. the fact is parenting is always challenging at every age and stage. So if your kids aren't listening or they're pushing back against your rules, your faith or beliefs, if you have questions about building a faithful family in an increasingly faithless world, or you'd like to experience a more peaceful, joyful, loving home life, let us know what's getting in the way. We want to help you be that more confident, effective Catholic parent that God is calling you to be. The number again, 877-573-7825. That's 877 
573-7825. If you're listening a little later in the day to the More to Life podcast, you can still send your questions in via email, and that address is questions at moretoliferadio.com, questions at moretoliferadio.com. But we are happy to be taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. I also want to let you know about an opportunity to join us tomorrow evening. That's Tuesday evening, uh, February 20th. Yes, thank you. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. We are hosting our monthly live Catholic Home Q&A. If you are part of the Catholic Home community, our monthly Q&As are free for you. To join us, no registration required. Just click the link. And where do you find out more about that? Well, you can become a subscriber to Catholic Home. That's spelled H-O-M. It stands for Households on Mission. Download the Catholic H-O-M app or go to CatholicHOM.com and sign up today. The first month is free, and we'd love to see you at tomorrow night's Catholic Home Live Q&A, where you can get some great fellowship with other Catholic families, yeah. share successes about you know the, 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 the things you're doing in your home to celebrate the faith, and also bring your questions about parenting and creating a more loving caring, connected Catholic household on mission. It's one of my favorite days of the month. It's really like just coming over to our house and hanging out in the living room and all talking about our family lives and how we can make parenting and raising kids a little bit easier and even our marriage is a little bit better. And there's no more important time than this time of Lent to really focus on how to be a faithful family and raise your kids to want to be Catholic in their adulthood and raise your grandkids to be Catholic too and just get through life with a lot more grace than the average bear. Yes. And actually tomorrow evening in the Catholic Home Live Q&A, Lisa and I always do a little maybe 10 to 15 minute reflection at the beginning. So we'll be talking about how to uh, get more out of this Lenten season in your home and really connect more meaningfully with Christ in your daily family life. So check it out. Become a member of the Catholic Home community today. Go to catholichom.com or download the Catholic HOM app and uh, join us tomorrow evening. But you can also ask your questions right now here on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Of course, every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not sure what that is, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections exploring how we can understand God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design and creation, especially how he designed our bodies. The theology of the body reminds Catholic parents that we aren't just called to raise kids who can function in society you know, and just hold down a good job. We're called to raise strong, faithful children who can challenge society by building the kingdom of God. The world needs loving, responsible godly people and God has commissioned all Catholic parents to give the world what it needs the theology of the body tells us that families are meant to be schools of love and virtue the places we learn that God's vision of love is different than the world's vision 
Family life is where we learn to celebrate that unique Christian vision of love in our own lives and share it with everyone we meet. And that's a really important ministry, of course. And, you know, we have a tendency to think of ministry as the quote-unquote churchy stuff we do at church, right? Singing in the choir, being a lector or Eucharistic minister, doing charitable service. And, of course, all of those things are important ministries. But the church tells us, and the theology of, of the body affirms that being a good parent, building a loving, faithful household, and raising godly kids is the most important ministry that we can do, if we're married and have kids especially. You know, the future of the church and society depend on us doing our job well. The good news, we don't parent alone. You know, our children belong to God first. And God wants to parent right alongside of us helping us overcome all the obstacles that we might find in our way. That's why every day we need to lead our families in prayer, asking God to teach us how to be the family He wants us to be. And then throughout the day, we need to keep bringing our parenting to God, asking Him to help us be the moms and dads He's calling us to be, and show us how to bring out the best in our kids and lead them to Him. You know, rooting our parenting life in humility and prayer so that God can teach us how to create a more loving, connected, and caring Catholic home is the key to fulfilling our mission as Catholic parents. So, as you're listening and you're thinking, well, I mean, that sounds great, but uh, what about this? (laughs) Give us a call. Let's talk it out together. If you're not sure how to respond to a particular parenting dilemma, whether you're dealing with littles or adult kids who are struggling with their faith uh, or you know, struggling in their relationship with you in some way, if your kids are pushing back against your rules, your faith or beliefs, if you've got questions about building a more faithful family life in an increasingly faithless world, or you'd like to experience a more peaceful, joyful, loving home life, tell us what's getting in the way. Let us help you be the confident, effective Catholic parent God is calling you to be. The number, again, 877 573 7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. We'll start taking your questions. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you our families and our children in particular. Lord, parenting is hard work and being a Christian parent even more so. We bring to you our parenting and we ask you to teach us how to be the moms and dads you want us to be, how to bring out the best in our kids and how to lead them to you in all the challenges we face, whether we're dealing with little children and and just teaching them how to exhibit self-control and responsibility, or we're talking to older children about the faith or our adult children about falling away. Help us to know how to respond to all the dilemmas we face as parents so that we can do that ministry of parenting, creating strong, faithful domestic churches in which the next generation of loving, caring, godly people are formed and supporting our children at every stage of life all the way through adulthood so that we can build your kingdom family by family, brick by brick. Eight seven. Uh, we ask the list of the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the, the name, name of the Father, Father and the, the Son, Son, and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. And I would jump ahead there. Yeah, our number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 
573-7825. We're talking about parenting today on More to Life. If you are looking you know, at questions about it, dealing with your littles and tantrums or school-age kids and following through on the things that they say they're going to do. Teenagers have questions about you know their relationships, finding their place in the world, pushing back against the faith, or adult kids who you're struggling in your relationship with for some reason. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Or if you are that grandparent that is helping to raise those grandkids, because that is happening more and more these days. And you're thinking, where are my parameters? How do I do this? What happens when I have a different style of raising these kids than their parents do? Maybe there's tension going on there. You're con- you have concerns. We're here for that as well. Give us a call today on More to Life at 877 573 7825. That's 877 573 Seventy-eight twenty-five. <coughs> Rick, we have an email that came through at more questions at more to life radio dot com from Connie, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. She says, "My husband and I both hate it when we get a disrespectful attitude from our kids." She said, they're, "They are ages grade school through high school." She says, "My husband." has a tendency to get very angry and he yells at the kids when they're disrespectful to me I have a tendency to get hurt and I withdraw and don't even want to address it for hours when we ask if something is bothering them they say nothing in a nasty way when we ask them what's going on when they seem to be all disrespectful they have a tendency to blame each other for each other's disrespectful attitude. What's the best way to handle this? Because we just keep going around in circles. And that's Connie in Michigan. All right, Connie, thank you so much for the question. Um, so, you know, look, I mean, it's perfectly natural when our kids speak disrespectfully to us to either get our backs up or feel hurt, right? Um, on the one hand, that, that voice can get triggered in our head that says, who do you think you are, right? Um, and then, then we start fighting with our children. Uh, or on the other hand, we like, don't you realize how much I love you and everything I've done for you and we feel hurt and then we, we just shut down and and, and so you know, what I would suggest to both you and your husband is that you, you don't want to give away your 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 authority by by buying into either of those um, types of self-talk right what, what you need to realize is that kids and and this is true of even high school kids because guess what I mean in the, in the pastoral counseling practice I talked to 40 and 50 year olds who don't know how to do this um, <laughs> when it comes to kids being disrespectful they don't know how to express frustrating emotions respectfully. That, that doesn't come naturally. That, that, that software is not pre-installed when they're born. Well, it's not pre-installed, and we have to realize that, as you were saying, Greg, it's all of us, but especially for kids and teenagers, they are flooded at the time when they're dealing with that emotion that causes them to react disrespectfully. Their, their brains are just 
flooded with whatever stress they're going through and they can't really just tap into well now I will be polite and respectful and explain all of my emotions to mom and dad yeah so we need as parents to show our children that even when they can't handle their emotions we're big enough and strong enough to handle them for them uh, and what that means is in the situation that you're describing is we need to teach the kids how to how to express themselves appropriately so you know one of your children is disrespectful your the appropriate response is to say you know, I understand that you're upset, or I understand that you're frustrated, or I understand that you're insert feeling here, um, but that's not an okay way to express it. You know, if you're trying to say whatever it is you think they're trying to say to you, you know, there's a better way to do that. Can you try that again, please, in a more respectful tone, in a more respectful, with more respectful words? If they, you know, don't let and don't let them get away with it. Right? Don't let them just say, well, no, never mind, fine, and then we'll walk away. Like, well, no, look, it's important for us to be able to work through this together. So we can either do that now, or you can take 10 minutes in your room, and then when you're ready to, to come back out and speak to me respectfully about this, then we can do it then. But please know that nothing else is going to happen in your life until we work through this. So I'm going to keep coming back to you, and you know what? If it's time for you to go to practice and we haven't done this, you're not going to practice. If it's time for you to sit down for dinner and we haven't done this, you're not sitting down for dinner. It's, this is too important. Me helping you be able to figure out how to express your emotions and your frustrations and your anger and your disappointments respectfully and effectively so that I can hear them is the most important thing. So would you like to do that now? Or you want to do that in 10 minutes? Or you want to do that tomorrow after you've had a whole day in your room sitting there figuring it out? Whatever it's going to take, I am here for you, and I will help you figure it out. Now, you know, sometimes they don't really know what to say. or what, you know, So, so we, want to, we want to go into that timeout with them and say, okay, let's talk about it. What were you trying to say to me? You know, okay, well, how could you have done that? Well, let me help you find the words. All right, let's practice that, and you rehearse it, right? So the point is that that we are teachers, and our children's bad behavior isn't a sign of their defiance. It's not a sign of our failure. It's a sign of an opportunity to teach them something, and that's what we need to hold on to. So I'm going to really encourage you, both your husband and yourself, to check that self-talk on his part that says, how dare you talk to me that way, and on your part that says, you know, why, why don't you know that I love you so much? Why are you treating me like this? And instead, claim your ability to teach your children to express their feelings appropriately. And if you're not sure how to do that, check out the tips we offer in Parenting Your Kids with Grace and Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace. And join the Catholic Home Community at CatholicHOM.com or download the Catholic HOM app. And we can provide more daily support. Our whole team of pastoral counselors is there working with parents just like you and helping parents pass on the faith to their kids and help their kids find faithful ways to do all the stuff they need to do including expressing their feelings. Thanks so much for the call, Connie. And with that, we have to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about parenting today on More to Life. We'll be joined by Jacob Flores Popchak. who will be sharing some insights about identifying the intention behind kids' actions. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues in a minute. If you only see the difficulty in parenting, you will never see the treasure. Catholic Charities of Southeast Michigan are devoted to helping moms see the treasure at every stage of life. Project Hope provides material assistance and guidance. Adoption, foster care, and counseling services are also joyfully offered. Our Walking with Moms in Need initiative provides help and hope at every turn. To get involved or make a financial contribution, visit ccscm.org slash mom. That's ccscm.org slash mom. When we ask God our Father to deliver us from evil, are we referring to an idea or a person? 
We are not referring to an abstraction, says the Catholic Catechism. We are referring to a person, the evil one, Satan, the fallen angel, who throws himself across God's plan of salvation accomplished in Christ. Jesus labeled Satan a murderer, a liar, and the father of lies. We do not pray alone. We pray in communion with the church for the whole human family. Our interdependence in the drama of sin and death is turned into solidarity in the body of Christ, the communion of saints. If one entrusts himself to God, one does not dread the devil. Victory over Satan, the prince of the world, was attained once and for all when Jesus freely gave himself over to death in order to give us his life. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, Parenting with Grace, as we talk about how to make parenting a little bit easier. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popchak. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. He's an expert on the practical applications of the theology of the body, as well as being an author and an illustrator. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Hey, thank you for having me. So we've been talking about parenting today, and you wanted to share some thoughts about how you help parents that you work with in the pastoral counseling practice uh, dealing with kids when they're being disrespectful, like we were just talking about, actually, with our previous caller. Yeah, well, I really appreciated y'all's breakdown of of how important it is and how the onus really has to be on us as parents um, to demonstrate self-control, not not falsely, but, but to to actually be able to hold ourselves the standards that we're holding our children to of reacting respectfully and calmly when we're feeling offended. So, you know, first of all, that's got to be the foundation of anything else we say, right, is, is that we've got to lead by example in terms of, of, of doing the things that we're asking our kids to do and, and staying calm and respectfully when we're upset. But one, one tip that I kind of throw in there that I think really helps with that is recognizing that at any age, misbehavior is really just an expression of need. And people really get riled up when I say that sometimes. They, they think that I am trying to argue that we let people off the hook when they misbehave, right? Uh, you know, a bad thing is a bad thing, blah, 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 right? But that's a really, I think, disempowering view to have because if somebody else is misbehaving, my, my kid, Heck, even even an adult that I know is 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 doing quote unquote something wrong and something disrespectful. Um, it's actually very disempowering and limiting to me to just stop at the easy out of they're doing something wrong and I need to convince them that they're doing something wrong and then they'll stop. Right? That doesn't give me any power to make any change. But if I can recognize that hey, a person's only a child, a person is is only doing a thing that is quote unquote bad if if it's the only way that they've intuited they can get their need met, then that's inherently an empowering statement to say to myself because it allows me to immediately start asking the question, well, 
how can we meet their need differently? How can we meet their need in a way that, that, that doesn't lead to this negative behavior, right? So if I see my child, you know, running and, and, and stealing a cookie, right? Well, maybe that's because this kid really wants cookie and they haven't been taught any other way to, to ask me for a cookie uh, in in a way that will get their need met, you know maybe I well, you know I want I want to I want to jump on this for a second because when I talk oh, yes. to parents about this idea, they, they they tend to really overthink it. It's like what's this deep existential need my child is trying to meet, and 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 oh, very sure, often yeah. it's really it's really not that deep, right? It's like you said, it's I, well I just wanted the cookie, um, and so you know what I need is to learn an appropriate way to ask for the cookie and learn how to wait for an appropriate time to eat the cookie. But the, those are two skills that the child needs to be taught. And parents don't realize that those are skills. They just think that, well, the kids should just know that. It's a great point. It's a great point. Like, I have, I have a two-year-old at home right now, and like most two-year-olds, he occasionally gets frustrated. He wants to bite. That's not appropriate to bite people. But if I just say, no, biting's bad, that's not actually teaching him anything. It's just pitting my will against his. But if I can have an object, maybe a teeter or something, that is okay to bite, and I say, I kind of take his mouth and I gently direct it over to that thing. And I say, hey, okay, bite the teeter, right? And I, and I look at me and I say, biting hurts daddy, right? Then I'm actually honoring his need to have something to bite, right? Well, while I am actively correcting a misbehavior. You're totally right. You can't go too deep on this. It's like, my kid just wants to bite something. Okay, I can, I can meet that need. Why would I waste my breath trying to tell them no bite? Well, I could just meet their need to bite something appropriately and teach them a lesson you know, as I do so. Kill two birds with one stone, you know? Well, yeah, and, and then, of course, the other objection is, you know, the parents will raise, well, well how, how will kids learn to not do the bad thing? And, I mean, the point, of course, is well, they learn to not do the bad thing because they learn to do the good thing instead. And it's, it's, it's not a matter of... They learn of, to get their need met in a healthy way, and then the bad thing just disappears like magic. Right. I mean, this is a big aspect of, of theology of the body, I think, right? That, that human beings were made for love and for good. And because of the fall and concupiscence and things like that, we will often choose to do the good in the least effective or least healthy possible way. But still, at our core, we long for the good, right? So it's not that we're like bad people who have to be trained into goodness or that we're inherently good people who don't do bad things that often, right? It's that we, we long for love and for good, but we're kind of tweaked in the wrong direction, and so we're always going to choose to aim for the good and the loving thing in the dumbest possible way. And that's, that's <laughs> kids defined, right? That's, that's, that's kids at their most that's basic level. Defined, yeah. And that can be us as parents, right? Because we're often taken right back to our childlike place when we get triggered by our kids' behavior. So it's about yeah, you know, working on all of this. Yeah, but if I can to help them... Right, if I can look to help them meet that good that they're longing for, but in a healthier way, then, then yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the negative behavior will just kind of fall by the wayside on its own. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your insights. And, of course, if folks would like to learn more about your good work, they can check you out at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. That's Jacob Flores-Popchak at catholiccounselors.com. With that, we are taking your calls, listeners, about parenting. The fact is, parenting is a tough job, and being a Catholic parent in today's world is even harder. So call in with your questions about parenting and family life. We want to help make your job a little easier. The number, 877-573-7825. 
Again, that's 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. Ave Maria Radio invites you to feast on the joy of fasting this Lenten season and all year long. Fast from anger. Feast on patience. Fast from pessimism. Feast on optimism. Fast from worry. Feast on divine providence. Fasting is a part of true Christian life. It liberates us from this world as we grow closer to Christ. Join Father John Hedges for 5 p.m. Mass at Our Lady of Fatima Shrine in Riverview, Tuesday, February 20th, the feast day of Saints Jacinta and Francisco. Receive a plenary indulgence under church guidelines. Fellowship follows the Mass. Call 313-320-7887 or visit FatimaShrineDetroit.org. That's 313-320-7887 or visit FatimaShrineDetroit.org. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. When children get to about age 10, they're much less naturally inclined to do something because their mom and dad said so. This isn't defiance. It represents the fact that their brains have developed to the point that they need to understand why they're doing something, not because they want to challenge your authority, but because they have a God-given need to learn how to apply the lessons you're trying to teach them when you aren't there to tell them what to do. Kids raised with punishment-oriented strategies tend not to learn to think for themselves. They're effectively taught to follow the lead of the most commanding presence in the room. That might be okay when we're in the room with them, but when we're not, it sets our kids up to follow other leaders who have anything but their best interests in mind. How can you raise kids who know how to choose to do the right thing even when you're not around to make it happen? Check out Parenting Your Kids with Grace or visit CatholicHOM.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Parenting with Grace. After the same title of our books, actually, Parenting Your Kids with Grace and Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825, and we are going to help make your job as a Catholic parent that much easier. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Let's talk now with Angie, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hi, Angie. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out? Hey, um, I 
have a teenager son, and he's always kind of been a gamer, and um, we struggle with him with screen time. Um, but it's kind of become um, he's this past school year. He's kind of had issues with teachers saying, you know, he's falling asleep. Um, he says they send him home from school a lot of times because they say that he, you know, is complaining about his stomach, and he says that he throws up and has, you know, like other problems, and um, we have taken him into the doctor, you know, because it's hard to know, is it, like, health issues, is it um, too much screen time, is it, um, even the doctor a lot of time was like, well, could it be depression, you know, asking him, and um, so we're kind of struggling trying to figure out, like, where to start, kind of, besides, like, um, we started to try to limit his screen time. He's my one that's smart, too, that just can um, figure out ways around everything. And so he's really fighting back on that. And um, we haven't, I mean, we had some, he had his blood work done, I guess. Um, and some of the, there was just one level that was a little off. So they were retaking that and they were going to call me back on that. But I guess. Um, just ha- I don't, I'm not sure exactly how to approach it because we've kind of let him go maybe too long with, like, I want to... How old like, is he again? I'm sorry. Out that it could be. He's um, 15. And just mm-hmm. wanting He's 15 to years old. Figure out. And, and I have to ask, Angie, like the, the doctor just asked your son if he thought it could be depression. He didn't put him through a depression inventory? N- no. Uh-uh. Yeah, he just asked him. Yeah. Okay, because doctors' offices have have a very simple scale, like a Hamilton scale, for example. It's a ten question thing that most doctors' offices have. You just check off boxes and stuff. Uh, I have to say, it's hard for adults to know if they're depressed because it's confusing when you're depressed. It's really hard for a child. Talk, talk to me. I'm sorry. So, so talk to me about about the. You said screen time. Uh, I mean, how, how what does he do other than game? He, like, on his phone, he'll watch, you know, TikTok or he has Snapchat. So he's on, so he's on his phone or he's playing games is all the time? Is there anything else that he does that is not attached to a screen in his life? He does, like, he's in his high school sports activities. Um, he does go and work out at the gym. He does, um, I'm trying to think what else. Like, he, he will go hang out with friends and stuff. So, okay, so 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 would would you would you say that he leads a fairly balanced life, or is he just either at school and it was like if he's at home he's on his he's on his phone or gonna yeah you know, basically yeah, he's, if he's not with friends or if he's not at, at school like yeah he wants to like we we have to so talk to me about family life what what kind of rituals do you guys have I mean do you, what what do you do together do you have like game nights do you have family days do you do you, like Sunday's our family day for sure, you know, and uh-huh. we um, we do eat meals as much like I mean several times a week all together and clean up all together. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, play Great. is not like he. I mean, like last Sunday we all played basketball and he was fine for a wh- for a while, like until like he can find a way out, you know. Um, but yeah, he, I don't. What do you mean until he can find a way out? What do you question, mean? But, like he just like he'll play, like he has fun for a while and stuff, but then. He only has so much time for us, you know, like he, like I'll do it for, you know, 30 minutes and then I'm going to go do something else or I don't know, like, and we've kind of... And why do you, why do you let that be an option? I'm just curious. I don't know. Like he, I guess because he fights back, like he's more my um, 
more aggressive kid, I guess, at times, you know, like when he doesn't want to do things. So even my husband, they've always kind of not had the closest relationship out of all my kids, you know. So mm. I don't know. I feel, yeah. So And you said all your kids. So I have two more questions for you between before we just start to kind of parse this out some more. First of all, how many other kids do you have just so we know where he's at and where is he in the mix? We have six total kids. He's second. Okay. He's second. And how are his grades? What's going on there? Well, that too. Like, we, he's a freshman, and so um, his grades are fine unless he misses school, and then he won't turn his, like, always get his stuff turned in or it's late. So, we, you know, grades are not as good as they could be. So, I mean, he makes honorable mention, but, he, you know, he's smart enough he could be honorable, like, they call it like A's are basically on our own and honorable mention is you know below. Okay. Like so what you're describing sounds more like anxiety to me than depression. Um, when you talk about when you talk about stomach aches and those sorts of the things, just kind of, yeah, yeah, that that's uh, I mean unless there's a physical cause which you, you need to rule out first. Yeah. So please, if that if the the doctor's office does not call with those lab results. Call them until they they tell you what's going on. Um, but but kids' anxiety levels have gone through the roof, um, and you know, especially kids, honestly, who um, are more sports minded, because they tend not to be very good with relationship stuff, right? Um, you know, they 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 play games and then they game online, but they don't actually interact in any kind of meaningful way with peers uh, and and often even with their parents and siblings yeah you know so um, I do think that there's some anxiety going on there that um, and, and, the, and the, uh, the gold standard for treatment for anxiety is not medication by the way um, the, the all the research really shows that in, in terms of anxiety the best course is is counseling first um, because people tend to rely a little bit too heavily on their medications, so they don't develop the skills that enable them to be um, less anxious. And they, if they rely too much on the medication, then they need more and more and more of the medication to be able to uh, get the same level over time. So, uh, and, and by the way, teens tend not to do very well in individual counseling. So I'm going to suggest that you guys go with him, especially since you're saying that his relationship with his father isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know this behavior of you know I'll give you 30 minutes. That that's him saying, look, I don't like you guys. There's a problem here. I'm, I'm mad about something, and you're not willing to work with me on it. And, and that's why that he's not saying, you know, I, I don't want to play basketball with you. He's saying, I'm mad at you, and you're not taking my concerns seriously, and you're not working on the issues with me. Now, that's not necessarily something that you should have been able to tune into if he doesn't come to you with concerns, because we as adults have been taught that when there is a concern, someone brings you their concern, they bring it up, they ask to resolve it, you discuss it. That's a very adult skill. And it doesn't usually happen for most of us until you know we are in our mid-20s to 30s, and even a lot of us are struggling with it then. When you're an early high school boy who spends a lot of time on screens... He doesn't have the skills for this, so what he's doing is working out any anxiety, any concerns he has about the family life or the attention he gets with you or the conflict with him and his dad in his behavior, and he's expecting you to be the older person who just gets it. And it's perfectly understandable why you wouldn't have until now, but now we've kind of given you the secret decoder ring on this so that you can 
approach this differently? So, you know, Angie, I really do recommend family counseling here um, to help him deal with his anxiety. Uh, and you might even say, well, are you saying that we're the cause of his anxiety? No, I'm not. I'm saying that, that, that what you need to be able to do, if you're, if you're going to help him deal with his anxiety, when, when teens go into counseling, they either minimize things or they don't follow through with the homework. But if mom and dad can be there with them, not only can they work out whatever family issues might be going on, they, they, can, they can learn how to support their child in following through with the activities the counselor is giving the, 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 the child client. Now, if, Angie, if you're saying, you know, we've got five other kids, how are my husband and I both going to get away to do this? Get into counseling with him. See if a counselor will do something over Zoom with you. That is often now an, a possibility, so you're together, but it's worth getting well, a caregiver or whatever you need for both of you to be able to be there with him. Well, also with family counseling, you can bring the other kids. I mean, that, that can be, they can be part of the solution here, they too. They can be. So, you know, it, it be, yeah, so, so we'll talk, discuss that with your counselor. Now, um, yeah, and, and the other piece of this, I think you're going to need to really look at rituals here because a lot of times parents will say, well, gosh, you know, my kid's on the screens all the time. That's not really the problem. The problem is they don't have anything else to do at home. So what, what is it? Yeah, and, and when a family has strong rituals for working and playing and talking and praying together every day, that really helps um, to uh, you know, treat, teach kids how to have a more balanced life. And we talk a lot about this on, on Catholic Homes. So I, we, we're running out of time here, but I'd encourage you to check out the Catholic Home app. Download it, Catholic HOM. Uh, first month's absolutely free. Or you can go to CatholicHOM.com uh, to learn more about it there and download it there too. But I, we can give you ongoing support for this. But I do hope that you'll follow through with these suggestions because I do think that, that what you're describing is more consistent with an anxiety problem than depression um, and uh, he's going to need more skills to really handle whatever the issues are that he is internalizing and causing those uh, you know, irritable stomach issues. Thanks so much for the call. 877-573-7825 Again, that's 877-573-7825 Our show today is titled Parenting with Grace as we talk about all the things we need to do to be more effective, faithful, Catholic parents, give us a call, 877-573-7825. As we head up to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Matthew chapter 19, verse 14. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for such belongs... To, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. You know, of course, this is Jesus reprimanding the apostles for keeping the kids away from him uh, when he was talking, uh, when he was giving a sermon. But, you know, this applies just as well to parents who God is reminding them that the most important thing we can do is lead our children to him and to not let anything we do in our home lives get in that way. If you're wondering what that means for you, let's talk it out together at 877 573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up after the break. In Michigan, you are never more than six miles away from a body of water. Shouldn't your kids know how to swim? Big Blue Swim School will give your children the skills they need to keep them safe in the water. Locally owned, Big Blue Swim School is on West Eisenhower Parkway in Ann Arbor, just down from Whole Foods. Stop in or visit BigBlueSwimSchool.com. Register by March 17th to get 60% off your first four lessons when you mention Ave Maria Radio. If you have sustained conversation with non-Catholic Christians, one of the things that always comes up is, why do you confess to a priest? Why would you go to a priest when you can go straight to God? I would say, I would say, well... 
look, I went to Jesus, I looked at his word, and it told me to go to a priest. (laughs) It is interesting, one of the first things you notice, right towards the end of the Gospel of John, that Jesus himself determined to forgive and retain sins through human intermediaries. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And Jesus commissioned his apostles on earth to speak in his name, to forgive sins or retain sins, not just metaphorically, but metaphysically. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Parenting with Grace. As we talk about parenting challenges at every age and stage, give us a call at 877-573-7825. We're talking with our next caller who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi there, Anonymous. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi, yeah, I have a a three-and-a-half-year-old. We have a really weird living situation right now. We live with my in-laws because my husband was in grad school. Um, And we don't do screen time. Uh, We don't have tablets or anything like that, but I do let him watch um, like 30 minutes to maybe an hour if it's a movie um, once a day while I, you know, get dinner ready or whatever it is. Okay. Um, and lately, he's been dealing with lots of tantrums surrounding, like, well, we're going to watch half of it, and then we'll watch the second half of it later while I'm getting dinner ready. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and today I had um, something thrown at me. So, of course, he had a meltdown. He was placed in his room until he was ready to, you know, to recoup. And um, I let him know, you know, you lost TV your TV time, um, and um, you can earn it back, you know, as long as everything, you know, you're listening well and everything today, you can earn it back later in the day. Um, So I'm just kind of calling to find out, I mean, there's other circumstances in our lives right now that are not super Mm -hmm. consistent. I don't have older kids. He's the oldest, so I don't have a routine. Um. We're testing him for celiac, so he's got some, you know, fatigue. Um, but 
other than that, I just kind of wanted okay. to see, like, what a, what else can I do to kind of prevent these? Yeah, um, absolutely. And thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. And, you know, I, I think you're doing a lot of really, really good things. A lot of great stuff. Um, but they are, but all the things you're describing are really much better suited to, say, a six, seven, eight year old than they are to a three and a half year old. Because, um, like, so we don't generally recommend timeout for kids like under five, you know, um, because they, they have no idea why they're there. They don't remember. They can't follow through. And in through. all honesty, I have to say, it, it's tough unless you wait till seven, which the church yeah. teaches us is the age of reason. So unless a child can sit by themselves and reason through, oh, well, I lost TV time because I threw something at mommy because I got in the middle of this relationship with the show I was watching and she cut it off in the middle and I'm frustrated. Can you hear how much language that takes and how much thought process? And the church lets us know that's not really something we're capable yeah, of until about seven years old. Because time out and self-regulation and all those kinds of things t- tend to come on when self-talk comes online and he's still learning basic language. Basic language. Right? Now he that doesn't, doesn't mean you just let him run willy-nilly and don't, you know, don't help them work through something. No, no, but I, I'm just saying I think that the, all the things you're doing are terrific, but they're going to work better in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right now, um, you want to try to focus on two things, prevention and teaching him to re-regulate himself. Now, and that's going to come from you, okay? So uh, what I would, in terms of prevention, you know, if he can't watch the whole thing, don't let him watch it. You know, get him to do something else because you can't. I mean, if you if you inter, I mean, it's you, sometimes you have to turn it off, and that's you know fine. But you you should expect that he's going to have a meltdown if you do, because that's just where he's at at this stage in life. That's because not a behavior problem. He doesn't he doesn't have that ability. As far as he's concerned, it's gone forever. It's gone forever. But even that, he feels disrespected because he's developed a relationship with what's going on on the screen. So if you were in the middle of like a lovely date with your husband, and then suddenly your mother in law came in and yanked your husband out of the restaurant when you be a little mad that's sort of how he feels when that story gets interrupted so he's kind of mad and at three and a half he doesn't know what to do when no, kind of mad no six seven and eight they have a little bit more sense of object permanence right so that you can turn it off in the middle and let them know that you can come back to it later and they'll understand they won't like it but but they'll get it right and it helps in that those situations at six seven eight to use timers and things like that so they don't get argumentative with you it's the time that tells them. But yeah, but but they, the three-year-old doesn't have any sense of what a timer is for. Like you know, they don't connect those dots. So so it, number one, if he if he can't watch the whole thing, don't let him watch it at all. Yeah. So pick stuff that's short. You know, 15, 20, 30 minutes tops, and know what your window is there, so that your schedule and, and the schedule of that show coincide with each other. You're not suddenly like, well, dinner's getting cold on the table and Peppa Pig has five more minutes. Pick shows that are not overly um, stimulating. There's great lists of shows that are just calm and don't overstimulate our kids online. Look it up on Pinterest or Google. Wonderful even, things. You know, even, even YouTube now. You know, you can you can you can identify you know appropriate kids programming on on YouTube that's maybe five minutes. 10 minutes, you, you, you do you know, one or two of those as opposed to one whole 15-minute or half-hour show. It's for so, you to you know. decide as a mom, but pick things that aren't overly stimulating and actually work with your time limit. Now, in terms of the tantrum part of it, at, at, at three, they're still learning self-regulation. Um, 
and, and so putting him in timeout again when when you're in timeout the the, the 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 mechanism of action if you will there is i can talk myself down i can talk myself through what i did i can calm myself down i can figure out alternatives that's all way beyond where he's at right now so what in terms of dealing with attention you need to hold him right and hold him close Stroke his hair. Now, you know, breathe I, we with understand him. that he might be like kicking and screaming, and his arms might be flailing. So, put him on your lap on the floor, facing away from you, with his head lower than your chin. So, if he pushes his head back, he's not, you know, hitting you in the face. And wrap your arms around his arms, and wrap your legs around his legs, and hold him and talk to him in a way that's calming, until he starts to regulate his breath with your breath and he can begin you can begin to see that he's calmer right and and you know you're 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 kind of helping him okay take a deep breath with me honey it's it's okay i understand you're upset i understand you're frustrated you're talking him down and you're and you're talking him through it um and the 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 point there is is that that he, he still needs to learn how to get control of his body when he's upset and calm himself down. So you holding him the way Lisa was describing and breathing with him and talking him down and soothing him, that's not that's not coddling him or 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 rewarding the tantrum. That's helping him learn how to direct his energy inward and oh I need to take that deep breath whenever I'm this upset. Oh I need to relax my arms and legs and not flail around like a crazy person. Um so you know that that that's actually teaching him something, not rewarding the behavior. Now, I want to address one more thing that you said to kind of help you through this, because I, I understand you are living in not your home, and you feel like your schedule doesn't exist because he's little. And you, What I strongly suggest, and I did this for myself when I had kids that were you know, preschool level and lower and a little above, go online and look at what a preschool schedule looks like and then you choose what would work for you so you can create a flow in your day even though you're living in somebody else's house so there'll be a little bit of story time every day there'll be a little bit of building with something every day some craft time time to take a walk time to take a nap don't worry about what the clock is saying about it just can commit to I'm going to have these things that we flow through so you both feel more empowered, you both know what to expect, you've both gotten time to really bond around these things so that when you have to make dinner, you, you know, he's filled up his tank with I've had all this time with mommy. Um, the last thing I'll, I'll share with you is a resource. I mean, well, two, two things, actually. Again, you're doing a lot of great things. If your kid was six or seven or eight, so so I, I want you to to check out parenting your kids with grace and look at the developmental uh, sections in there on on how to really intervene with a child that, that's your kid's age. So that's uh, again parenting your your kids with grace, and that goes from uh, birth to eleven. You can also check out uh, then comes baby, which goes up to three and focuses on the first three years. Um, Additionally, I'd love for you to become part of the Catholic Home community. Um, if you download the Catholic HOM app or go to CatholicHOM.com, it stands for Households on Mission. And it's a community of Catholic families just like you um, who are really asking our team questions every day. We host moderated discussions with all of our pastoral counselors and, and family life coaches. There are tons of resources there, uh, great downloadable activities, videos uh, for you and for the kids <laughs> that, that I think you're going to get a lot out of. And we have our Catholic Home live Q&A tomorrow night, too. We do. And... And again, 
We're answering questions all day on there, so if you have a follow-up on this or you try some of the things that you just asked us and you're in the middle of that moment and can't wait till you know tomorrow at 10 o'clock to call us, shoot us that question on Catholic Home, and it gets answered not just by us but a whole community of people, including all of our pastoral counselors. So you'll always have us sort of in your pocket to help you get through this more trying time with not living in your own home. But there are a ton of great resources there, so check that all out at the of the first month's absolutely free. So thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here on More to Life or uh, through CatholicHOM.com or on the Catholic HOM app. That's all the time we've got for today's program. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if there's more we can do to support you, you can either reach out to us again at CatholicCounselors.com where you can learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral counseling practice where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to transform your marriage, family, or personal life or get daily support for building a more loving, connected, and caring Catholic household by going to CatholicHOM.com and learning how to be a Catholic household on mission and download the Catholic HOM app as well. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in today. Get out there and celebrate the life that God has for you because you know what? With His grace, there is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in and have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.